Alright, hey folks, thanks for listening to episode 5 of Council Cast, the Jedi Council podcast. And today we are going to be talking about comics, if you can believe it. Uh, all of our loyal listeners, Katie, I don't know if you saw our last uh, episode had 10,000 downloads. Whoa, <laughs> I had no idea. We're, we're, getting, we're getting up uh, into stardom, and for our, our 10,000 listeners... Uh, I bet that you didn't know that Katie and I love comics. It's probably really coming as a surprise. <laughs> we hide it well. We hide it well. Uh, so today we just want to talk a little bit about comics and maybe what got us interested in comics. Uh, what, why did we start writing this blog, maybe? I don't know if we've ever really talked about that. And, and then, uh, like we love to do, uh, take our, our interest in comics and tie it into psychology and, and maybe talk a little bit about how the two are, are related. Uh, so maybe, uh, Katie, how did you get into comics? Well, I started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and probably I was late to it, so I started, you know, for the original fans out there who might judge me, I humbly admit that I didn't get into it until around maybe 2010. So, um, and then I watched it all in rapid succession and binge-watched all of Buffy and then watched all of Angel, and I still wanted more, so... My option, fortunately, was that the storyline was continued in the comics, and Joss Whedon continued to oversee them. So I started reading the Buffy comics, and I hadn't really read a lot of comics or graphic novels before, Mm -hmm. but I found that I really enjoyed it, and I loved the artwork accompaniment to the story. Mm -hmm. And from there, I kind of got into some, branched off into some other Whedon stuff, so the Guild, which I also really liked, had some comics associated with it, and Dr. Horrible, Sing Along Blog, had some comics associated Mm -hmm. with it, so anyway, I got into those, and then more recently in the last year, I've kind of expanded, probably from talking to you and getting more interested in stuff like Batman, and now I read Wonder Woman, and I won't go on and on, but but anyway, that's how I got into comics. No, that's, I love it, I love to hear about it, so one thing that I know about you, Buffy is your favorite fictional character, mm-hmm. comic character. If I, that's right. Oh yeah. C- would you? Could you tell us a little more about that? What is it about Buffy that that really uh, in- inspires you? What draws you into her? Sure. Well, I, a lot of what I like about Buffy that I think has been inspirational is the idea that there's a continuing theme throughout that a lot of ways she's a normal girl, and then as she um, as the seasons progress, she's a normal woman. She wants kind of to have a normal life with friends and family and relationships and all that kind of stuff, but she has been called upon to be the slayer, and she steps up to that challenge. But one of the things that I think is really inspirational is that she has flaws and weaknesses, and frankly, she couldn't do what she does without depending on other people. So that's a big part of it that's inspirational for me, is that she's she's someone who kind of has to work past her perceived limitations, and chooses the right thing the majority of the time and helps people. And then interspersed with that is a lot of witty dialogue. She's very funny while she's attacking vampires and demons and, um, you know, just genuine. So there are a lot of things I really like about her. She's also obviously very strong and helps a lot of people. So lot to like about her. How about you? How did you get into comics? Well, I have... So uh, maybe before specifically comics, I'll take a step back and say tell a little about about how I got into comic book characters. So I am a big Batman fan, and uh, as a very young uh, a very young child, about like ages four or five, there were three 
three uh, people on TV who I absolutely adored. Uh, one was um, Bob Barker from The Price is Right. <laughs> Unrelated to comics, but... Uh, what did you like about Bob Barker? I loved it when he would say, come on down, and, uh, <laughs> and I would say it with him. Uh, I really liked him. Another one is Dave Dahl, a weatherman. I really liked Dave Dahl, and when he was on TV, I would shush my family so we could focus in on Dave and get that, uh, get that weather report. And the third and most relevant to this conversation is Batman. So I, uh, I'll, Can I ask a quick question? Oh, please. Are you still really into weather and meteorology? You know, I actually, a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I actually still do like weather, uh, often uh, commenting on the different types of clouds, or, or I really, I'm, I like storms a lot, and I, I like to watch storm chasing shows, and I did uh, consider meteorology as a career uh, back in high school. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened. Psychology is where I ended up. It of called course. you, and here you are. Yeah, and here I am. So, um, so the third, the great question, it was Batman, and uh, and you know I had a little cape, I had the toys. I actually, I, I, there was a pillowcase I had. I would tie that around my neck and run and jump and and pretend I was Batman. Um, and uh, and not much has changed. Uh, I still <laughs> engage in a lot of those behaviors. No, I uh, I've always been a big fan of Batman, and Batman the, as a character is really inspirational to me. It really means a lot to me, uh, for the, uh, a variety of different reasons. Um, one of which is I one thing I really think is so cool about Batman is uh, he he doesn't have any superpowers. Uh, but he still does these really incredible things. And this is someone, you know, when you just think about the Justice League, you have Superman, you have Wonder Woman, uh, you have Green Lantern, uh, and you have Batman and the Flash. Those are kind of your, your big wigs for the most part. Uh, and the, they all have these amazing powers or abilities or invulnerability. But not Batman. He's he's just a guy. and uh, But he's still, you know, he's still out there with them, and, and, and they respect him. And I just think that's that's such an inspirational thing. Uh, and you know this is another thing about him. He experienced something really traumatic, uh, and he turned that into a, a driving force to do something positive with his life. Uh, he's always does the right thing, even if it isn't the easiest thing, or even if it, you know it might not be the best thing for him, but it's the right thing to do. Uh, he works hard. He stands up for people who maybe can't stand up for themselves. And I think there's a lot of really great life lessons. Uh, that can be learned from Batman, and that's just one reason that even though I understand, you know, he's a fictional character, but it's someone who I really look up to. Um, so I've always liked Batman, and uh, and really when I started collecting comics was that was a couple of years ago myself, uh, and I started off with Batman, uh, and and actually I actually started off when uh, collecting when DC started their New Fifty Two, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about that later and kind of what is the New Fifty Two, and now we have DC Rebirth. But yeah, when Batman started with the New 52, that's when I started collecting because it was at number one and it just felt comfortable to me to start collecting at number one. Um, so I, I like Batman and I still, I followed through all the DC, or all the New 52 Batman series with Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, I also really like The Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman. That, I think that's a really great series. Uh, it's, it's a little bit darker, of course, but I think it's a really enjoyable series. Um, I've recently started reading Saga. That's a great series. Uh, I really love the Green Arrow. Uh, we've talked about the Green Arrow a lot lately. Uh, he's definitely my second favorite superhero and, and almost to Batman levels. I think he's a great character for a lot of the same reasons. Um, I like the Injustice comics, uh, uh, which is an alternate universe that Batman vs Superman kind of hinted on, where Superman kind of becomes kind of of a global tyrant. 
uh, Global t Dictator. Uh, I really like the Justice League comics. I think those are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so there, there's a whole bunch of different comics I really enjoy. I, I liked Batgirl a lot. That was really great, yeah, too. Yeah, Batgirl was great, and yeah. I was excited to see that through DC Rebirth that um, Batgirls and the Birds of Prey are, mm -hmm. are going to have their own series starting in July. So I'm excited about that. Um, Batgirl's definitely in my top three as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are a lot of different comics, and, and I think that's maybe why some newcomers get a little bit scared off by comics. It's a little overwhelming just with the sheer number, and it's hard to know where do you jump in, and you've got these alternate storylines or alternate authors. Um, but it actually, if you find someone who maybe knows a, a little bit about uh, the the process, I think it's, it's not too hard to jump in if there's anyone who's you know, concerned on that uh, front. Yeah, I'm sure uh, we would be happy to talk to you about it if you want to send us a note. Or I think a lot of times just at the comic book store, at least in my experience, mm -hmm. I mean, the people who are there are so friendly, they'd be happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, I, w I was very intimidated the first time I went in there, but fortunately, the owner of Paradox, where I get, where we both get a lot <laughs> of our comics, frankly, um, was super helpful. Turns out he was a huge Buffy fan and helped me figure out exactly how this series went. And since then, I've started collecting, you mentioned Legend of Wonder Woman and um, the new Black Panther series by ta Coates. And they've just been fantastic and helped me to figure out exactly what I might like based on the things that I've already liked. And so it's it's great. It's fantastic to see them so open. And they're they're really open and excited about new people becoming comic book fans too so they're pretty motivated to explain things to new people absolutely so uh if if you've been on the fence about comics in the past i think i would just urge you to, to just jump in with both feet and uh, and just embrace the universe because there's so much so much great content there a lot of fun stuff to read and uh and a lot to explore so i mentioned the dc new 52 and and this is a good time for me to to clarify that i uh I know so much more about DC Comics than I do about Marvel Comics, so I thought maybe it would be worth exploring. What what was the New 52? What is DC Rebirth? What does this all mean? Uh, and just to kind of give people an idea, uh, just briefly in case they're curious. So I don't know how much you know about the New 52, Katie, but basically what happened was we had these storylines that have been carrying on, and a lot had happened, and DC said, you know, we, we need to find a way to kind of reset the universe a little bit. So what happened was an event called the Flashpoint. Uh, this is uh, a, a pretty big event. It went across the whole DC universe, and it really what happened was Barry Allen kind of reset the universe a little bit through his actions, and this allowed the authors to kind of reboot all of the storylines um, and bring back characters that had previously died or write out characters that were currently present that maybe were less popular or no one wanted to write them anymore or for whatever various reasons that they, they removed some of those characters. And uh, there were some people who hated that, just like there are some people who hate everything. Um, and But it went on uh, for a few years, and now uh, we recently just had DC Rebirth, which is actually uh, another really big event. I think they timed it up with the uh, kind of the introduction of the DC Extended Universe with the Batman vs. Superman film, and they're going to start rolling out those DC films here. And I think they wanted to kind of get things back in place a little bit and kind of reboot things again so that uh, new fans could start collecting comics uh, with at that number one sort of level. Um, but in, in addition to that, there are some comics like Action Comics, for example, with Superman. They actually went back to the previous numbering, and I think there are a few others like that as well. Um, so basically what happened is uh, with the DC Rebirth, um, Wally West comes back, who is an old character who was forgotten 
about after the Flashpoint event, and uh, he's able to break through the Speed Force, and uh, he tries to contact a few various different people, including uh, Batman and then uh, his previous romantic partner, and ultimately expends most of his energy trying to do that, and is unsuccessful. So with his last bit of energy before he's about to die, he wants to just go and thank Barry Allen for being such an inspiration to him, and... Uh, Barry doesn't recognize him as the knowledge of Wally West is forgotten, uh, but Wally says, you know, thank you, uh, you were an inspiration to me, you, you meant so much to me, and I'm going to die happy. And right as he's about to die, uh, Barry calls out his name and catches his hand and remembers him, and that's kind of what reboots the rebirth here, uh, which is, like I said, kind of a big, uh, all-encompassing DC event. Yeah, I really enjoyed that storyline. I thought that was great. I bought a few of the different rebirth issues and I just thought that was really interesting how it weaved in the different stories and I, I thought that was really cool and exciting about it. I can understand why some people were kind of, you know, wondering why it was necessary to do all mm -hmm. that. But it's it's an exciting time to be into comics when they're starting new, brand new series. And mm -hmm. a lot of great ones actually of the ones that I've read so far. Do you have a sense as to what series you might start collecting uh in terms of D C rebirth or what's got you most excited? Oh, I love the Green Arrow issue. I like Black Canary because she's a black belt mm -hmm. in judo, and I'm a black belt in judo, so pretty much I automatically like her due to that. Absolutely. And um, I liked I liked that issue because it talks a lot about Green Arrow's role as a social justice warrior, and I just think that's really timely and interesting. The artwork is just very meaningful and tells a lot of the story, which was an adjustment for me when I started reading comic books was getting information about the story visually from the pictures rather mm -hmm. than just reading things. I think at first I was really just reading it and had to go back and look at the picture. So I enjoyed that a lot. I liked the Batman one. I liked the Wonder Woman story. I really am partial to the Legend of Wonder Woman series, so I'm not sure okay. how much I'll get into the Rebirth stuff. But there are definitely a few. And then, as I mentioned, Batgirl and Birds of Prey, when that comes out, I'm really interested in that, in that storyline. It looks like it's going to be great. How about you? Well, I, I certainly I think you're spot on with Green Arrow. Absolutely loved that. Uh, I thought that the the Rebirth number one issue was so great, uh, and we're kind of back to classic Oliver Queen. They kind of did away with some of his classic features in the New Fifty Two. He's got the goatee again. Uh, Black Canary's back in the picture. They're romantically involved. So I, I really like this this move back to what, what we know and love about the Green Arrow. Um, so I'll definitely be collecting that. I think I'm gonna. Well, I mean, not think. I know I'll be collecting Batman. Uh, I'll pick that up too. Well, Scott Snyder's writing that too, right? Yep. And he's you can't go wrong with him. You can't he's go just wrong. Fantastic. No, he's absolutely wonderful. That's the first non-Buffy comic or outside the Whedon verse that I read was was um, New Fifty Two based on your recommendations, mm -hmm. and I was just blown away by Snyder and Capullo. So I would definitely Snyder and Gail Simone who wrote. The Batgirl series and New 52 are just outstanding. I'd probably read most of anything they wrote. It's oh, so good. absolutely. Me too, yeah. No, Scott Snyder is fantastic. Uh, so I'll be I'll be reading his Batman. Uh, it looks intriguing. I haven't gotten to pick it up yet, but it looks like there's some new vigilantes in Gotham kind of going up against Batman. I'm really excited to learn more about that and what, what does that mean. Um, I'll be... I'll be getting those two for sure. I'm thinking about Flash. Uh, I heard really good things about Flash. The character's growing on me a lot. 
Um, so I'm thinking about that one. I'm thinking about the Justice League. Uh, I really enjoyed the new 52 Justice League run, and I really like seeing that interplay between the various different characters and kind of understanding and seeing their relationships as they grow and evolve and, and how that changes. I like that a lot. And I'm also thinking about Suicide Squad. Uh, I With the movie coming up, and uh, I like a lot of the characters who are members of the Suicide Squad. Um, so I'm just... I've got a few different ones. I know for sure, though, probably most likely uh, Batman, Green Arrow, and the Justice League, and then some of these other ones uh, I'm less sure about, but we'll see it kind of as they play out, and maybe I'll pick up a couple of issues to see. That's kind of what I think about it. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good options. Um, I Speaking of Scott Snyder, I wanted to trace back to something mm-hmm. he said, which is a quote that I, I talked to you about, and, and because it's so related to psychology and mental health, this is something that he did for... Um, a promotional issue where they were talking about DC Rebirth, and this is what Scott Snyder said. He said, Writing Batman has helped me overcome a lot of anxiety and fears about everyday life. Writing Batman forces you to be brave and confident. A lot of the things my kids worry about, random violence, natural disasters, crime, I want to address in our stories to empower the readers as well as myself. So I thought that was really powerful, him talking openly about the anxiety and fear he has in everyday life, as well as how actually writing Batman is a way that he copes with it and hopes that other it helps other people as well. Oh, absolutely. And that's a really great segue, actually. Just kind of thinking about how can superheroes or how can comic books or, or these sort of characters be incorporated from a psychological perspective. And uh, I'm just wondering, do you have any thoughts just off the top of your head if we just speculate maybe uh, about the ways that, that these characters can be used uh, to find inspiration or to find solace or courage or anything like that? Sure, I can talk. So I know that there, this is kind of a growing area, that mm-hmm. there are psychologists out there who have written books specifically and, and protocols. I, I don't know that many have been scientifically mm-hmm. tested yet, but they um, they use often scientifically based or evidence-based therapy like cognitive behavioral therapy and then they try to incorporate superheroes as part of a way I think largely to motivate clients Mm -hmm. to be engaged and that's a big part as we've talked about before on this podcast is that we have a lot of great tools to help people with mental health problems but it's hard to get people fully engaged in them and so one way that seems it would work you know, with with children certainly been used, but also adults, um, is to do it through this lens of superheroes. And so there are some things that I can see. For example, one of my favorite comics comes as a Gail Simone Wonder Woman comic that she wrote for um, just, it's a one-off kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And she tells a story about how Batman isn't in Gotham and in brief Wonder Woman goes to help out. And she's taking her approach, and basically people are telling her, no, you have to do it this way. You have to act like Batman in order to save the city. And she says, no, I'm I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to stay true to myself and take my own approach. And to me, that's a powerful message, something that could be used in therapy, this idea that in certain situations you may be told that you have to do things this certain way but actually you can find your own way and, and get the same outcome. And so that's just one example that stands out that spoke a lot to me and was more powerful reading that story than it would have been maybe to have a therapist say something like, we all have our own paths. You know, it's just much more powerful to read about it in the context of superheroes, beautiful writing and beautiful art. Uh, it's a really great point, and I think it leads to uh, one really good example in my mind that comes up 
of uh, a psychologist who uses comics in these sort of ways. Uh, Dr. Patrick O'Connor, he's developed uh, a website called Comicspedia. Uh, please go check it out. Uh, Willie can provide the link for you down in the description. It's absolutely wonderful. And basically what it is, is it's a resource for therapists, and it has uh, it kind of breaks things down in a number of different ways. So you can kind of look at things by uh, the type of issue or the I think maybe the type of disorder. I don't remember exactly, but it breaks it down a few different ways. And what it does is it provides specific issues of comics that, uh, that can be used in therapy to kind of uh, navigate or communicate or broach the topic uh, that maybe the client is dealing with. Um, that I, I thought that was so fascinating when I saw that, and just such an absolutely wonderful resource uh, that was certainly time-consuming, and really you could tell that's coming from someone who's not only so, I mean, devoted to helping others, but really uh, a fan of comics as well. I mean, to go through that time, I thought that was absolutely wonderful. Oh, it's a fantastic resource. Another person who's been really great in this regard is Dr. Letamendi, mm -hmm. who has a great podcast, Arkham Asylum, and talks about um, Batman and the villains that he faces from a mental health perspective. And one of the things that she said motivated her, she also, if you go to our website, to the Nerding Out resources, mm -hmm. there's a great TED Talk that she did talking about this, is it helps to reduce stigma in the first place in seeking help when you can see superheroes who are very powerful, very strong, actually needing help. And, mm -hmm. and that's Going back to Buffy a little bit, one of the things that I really like about her is that her character is that she is, she actually suffers from depression during the series, and it shows how she works her way out of it, and it doesn't take away at all from her strength or the fact that she's a superhero. And so I think having those kind of stories can may be able to reach people in a more powerful way than simply saying to them, you know, it's not your fault if you're suffering from mental health problems or it doesn't mean that you're weak. I think those powerful, dramatic stories could actually reach them. Oh, I think you're exactly right. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, and that's what draws a lot of people to heroes and superheroes in these stories is to, is to get that inspiration or, or, and, of course, to be entertained as well. But I think that's what makes some of these heroes so powerful. When you think about... Uh, and of course I'm biased, but when you think about Batman, for example, been around for 75 years, you can't say that about that many fictional characters. I mean, that's a big deal. And I think, I mean, I personally believe I don't. There's no data to suggest this, but it's my personal belief that uh, that that's part of it. What that's part of what makes the character so enduring and, and timeless is it's someone who who you can strive to be and someone who you can look up to and someone whose ideals you can work towards. So I think. I mean, that, it makes a lot of sense to me why these uh, concepts and these stories could be used in therapy uh, to introduce these topics or to get people engaged in the process or, or, you know, even a lot of them, I think, the motivation behind what we're doing here with this podcast and this blog was to use superheroes as a way to look at mental illness and reduce some of that stigma and recognize that even maybe people that we look up to, even if they are fictional, but these heroes... Uh, they're struggling too. Not, I mean, everyone struggles, and to reduce that stigma and and, and make that more of a something that's accepted uh, and something that you can, you know, you don't need to feel bad about. You can just seek the help that you might need. I, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, it's a great point. And Wonder Woman, similarly, I think this is the 75th year that she's mm -hmm. been around. So DC's been doing that, and the idea that, like you said. For 75 years, people are still interested in mm -hmm. hearing new stories about these characters. It does suggest that there's just something very compelling about them. And if you can engage people's attention and get them interested and then do some of the things that the behavioral components, the cognitive therapy type components through that, then it can be a really powerful way. So it's interesting, and I, I'm kind of new to 
the area of how people have been using it in therapy, but I think it's exciting to see so much growth. Absolutely. Well, uh, that might be a, a good stop to a uh, good stop, a good place to uh, to cut things off or stop for today. Um, but we hope you enjoyed the talk. I, I think, I mean, it's easy enough for us to talk about superheroes, no trouble on our part. Uh, and we hope that maybe you're interested in it and maybe this inspires you to go out and check out a new comic. And uh, and really, uh, this is here's a little bit of my own personal bias again. Uh, put away the Marvel comics and, and uh, grab <laughs> your... Except Black Panther. Except I have Black to Panther. say, the Ta-Nehisi Coates, outstanding. But absolutely. And, and grab a, a Hopefully nice... Hopefully our professional <laughs> rapport can be maintained despite that opinion. That well, <laughs> we will see. But no. Uh, but, you know, thank you very much for listening. And we really do appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. We really appreciate the folks who have taken the time to give us some feedback. Please do keep that coming if, you know, there's something that you notice that we could be doing differently or something you'd like to add or something you'd like to hear us talk about. Please send a note. We're happy to, to listen to that. And we really want to make this interesting and fun and useful for other people. Uh, of course, it's fun for us to sit and talk, but we want to make it useful for everyone. And then uh, in terms of the blog, keep checking that out. We love the feedback on that. If you have any favorite characters that you'd like to see us write about, send over a note and maybe we can take a look and, and, uh, and um, yeah, write about them. Uh, if you're in the Fargo area, Monday night we're giving a Nerd Night talk. Please come and check that out. Uh, it's at uh, 7.30 over at the Gastropub. Uh, it's going to be a good time. If you're available, if you're free, please come check that out. We'd love to have you. Um, otherwise, check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter page. Check out our blog. Check it all out. Like, follow, subscribe. Everything you can do. Follow us all over the place. And, uh, and just let us know what you're thinking and what you'd like to hear us talk about next. So thanks very much for listening. And yes, we'll, thank uh, you. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time.